You're listening to the Castworks Industries Comedy Podcast Network. Oh, yeah. Daggum. How's it going, everybody? And welcome back to the Well Daggum Podcast, where by the end of the show, we hope to have you saying, Well Daggum. I learned something today. Thanks for everybody for tuning in and listening and rating and reviewing out there on iTunes and the other platforms that you might listen through iHeart and uh, Spotify and Google Play. Make sure to get out there and do whatever you can do on those platforms to let them know that you love what you're hearing uh, so it spreads around to more folks and gets out there in more ears. Make sure to get out there on the social media platforms of Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, uh, at WellDadGumPod, and uh, leave a comment, leave a like, uh, share some stuff. You can share stuff on uh, storylines now. So when I make a post, share that on your storyline. You'll be surprised at how many people that can help me get as listeners uh, if you just share the post that I put out there and put a little goofy gif with it. Uh, it helps people to find out what we're doing, and it helps to get the, the nonsense that we talk about out there to more people. So... Uh, other than that, I have a very special guest in the studio tonight, um, and it is none other than my number one Twitter fan, my mother. How are you doing tonight, Mom? Hello, hello out there, <laughs> all my fans out there in Twitter land. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, for those of you that don't know my mother, uh, her name is Karen, uh, Karen Ann. It's one of those classic memes that are out there now of uh, let me talk to your manager kind of ladies. Uh, and she does hold that hairstyle fairly well, but she's not a disgruntled person when she's at a restaurant. She normally just goes with the flow, and if they mess up the meal, she generally just goes ahead and eats it because she knows what they do back in the kitchen. Um, so she's a hybrid Karen. Uh, she's she's beyond all those little things that you see on the memes. Um, but yeah, she she's come up to visit with us. Uh, her and my sister-in-law, and they're hanging out with the kids and getting to visit their grandkids or her grandkids and uh, Angie's niece and nephews. Um, but it's great to have you. Great to have it's you good here. To be here. Yeah, great to have you here in the teddy bear cave. Uh, I've tried to get her to record with me before, and she's like, "Ah, no." <laughs> I'm going to bed. <laughs> yeah. She usually goes to bed before I get a recording and get all geared up. Uh, but I, I suckered her into coming in tonight, uh, <laughs> and I, I'm really happy that she did. And, and in doing so, uh, being that she created me um, and brought me into this world and helped raise me, well, we're going to talk about her life tonight uh, and some of the, the leaps and bounds that she's made in her life and the things that she's had to overcome uh, physically. Um, and it's going to hit on some hot topics, I do think. Uh, even though she doesn't realize it, I think it'll hit some hot topic topics that were um, that are going on nowadays uh, in our social climate. Uh, so I think there's they're going to hit on a few of those things. So go ahead, Mom, and start us off with uh, your life. Well, early on in my life, uh, I, I was challenged with um, polio. Polio. At Fifteen the, months old. The the disease that we feel that we've eradicated until everyone stopped vaccinating their children. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> the vaccine was out, but it hadn't. It was 1954, and it hadn't reached our little remote area. Right, being out in the backwoods of Kentucky. Yeah. So, 
I got uh, I got sick. They took me to the doctor, and the doctor said, "You take her straight to the hospital. Don't go home. Don't pack a bag. Just take her." And they just took me to West Virginia, actually Milton, West Virginia, to a hospital, and they took to, took me from my mother's arms and said, "She's going to have to stay with us for six months." Which would be unthought of nowadays, almost. Oh yeah, to yeah it was very a, cruel. Rip a child away from a mother's arms. And there was a lot of children there, and. Uh, these big, white, long rooms with cribs, uh, iron cribs, uh, with little kids in them all over. Yeah. Because so, it, it was so rampant at that time, right? Yeah. So and, there was and a lot of people actually, dealing with Actually, there was people in iron lungs, and um, a lot of people died. Yeah. But I was very blessed to uh, come through that ordeal with... At first, it was in my, my back and both legs, and I come out of that with just one leg uh, affected and so um, that was a challenge down through life I wore a brace till I was 12 years old kind of like the Forrest Gump style brace yeah Mm -hmm. and um, now when he had scoliosis though he didn't have yeah yeah, he didn't have polio yeah it would have been a different movie and I would tell I would tell my mother I'm not going to high school if I have to have this brace yeah and um, but at 12 years old they did surgery, one surgery, and uh, back before I went for that surgery, uh, this was a very traumatic part of my life. I remember going into the back room, into my bedroom, and praying to God that, because I thought I would die as yeah. a 12-year-old child going in for major surgery. Well, I, I said, I'm ready to go, God, and it's okay if you're ready to take me, but I ask you please to save my mother and daddy before before I go. Now, when you say save them, you mean save them through uh, Christ. Yes. Jesus Christ is the Lord and Savior. Forgive them of their sins. Yes. Uh, save them that way. Yeah. Um, and the minister came to the house the day before I was to go in the hospital and talked with my mother, and she rededicated her life. She had been a Christian, but she had just, through a lot of trials, had fallen away. And yeah. So he talked with her, and she prayed. The day before I went in, but he, but God promised me that my daddy would be saved, and um, he gave me that promise that everything was going to be okay. And 25 years later, he did save my daddy <laughs> at 70 years old. Yeah. But I came through that ordeal and um, I never had to wear a brace again. That's good. But um, on down through life, I. Um, continued to follow Christ and pray for God to show me the direction and how I was to live my life and pray over uh, who I was to marry and met the love of my life and married him right out of high school and no. uh, your your daddy yep and uh, started our family right away with uh, our first child being born uh, December of 1973. 1973. Now, Big. see, he was born 10 years before me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there was just the two of us. And uh, so, yeah, my brother got to pick on me quite a bit uh, being was, older I had a building babysitter. Yeah. Oh, uh, sure you did. <laughs> you think he was babysitting. I remember cutting off my cousin's hair and him running in. I think there was a couple uh, of other things. But we had things. an interesting life. Oh, yeah. It was fun. It was fun. So you, so you had Philip uh, when you were in your 20s? Yeah, I was probably 19. 19, okay. And then, you you know, I was almost 30 before you came along. Yep. And, uh, but we had we had a good life. We spent our 
years in church singing and uh, yeah you guys had some uh, quartets and yeah. uh, trios the and sounds of salvation yeah they traveled around to local churches and uh, just sang Ohio uh, West Virginia Kentucky yeah I remember traveling around yeah. I knew your all songs whether I wanted to or not that's right because yeah. you had to hear them yep. day in and day out all the time <laughs> it, was a, it was a blessing you yeah. were ble- you were very blessed it was, it was a cool time yes it uh, was got to learn a lot I, I guess that's why I wanted to do the podcast because I, I got to hear you guys on microphones all the time mm-hmm. no nah, that's not it um, <laughs> <laughs> but I would actually take you too yeah, I remember uh, on I my road kid. trips even when I would do solos I would uh, go out on my own and go to Ohio and in West Virginia and different places, and yeah, I would you, dress you up in your little three-piece suit. Yeah, I remember that. Put you up there. I had your hair all done just so cute. Yeah, yeah, a flock of seagulls. Oh, yeah. gosh, it was uh, <laughs> very cute. And yep. you would just sing your little heart out. Yeah, I remember. I remember a few churches that just uh, set in my brain of me singing tenor. Yeah. <laughs> as a little tiny kid and then i hit puberty and ruined all of your aspirations and then you went to bass <laughs> yeah i started using my voice <laughs> and then you had your own little quartet yeah i sang in a, a, a southern uh, gospel quartet yes. with a few fellas uh-huh. uh, it was fun it was a good time i, I really enjoyed that what was it next generation or? just called uh uh was it generation was it the next generation or gen- i can't remember what were we called uh you have to it, you call us to in say. there, Brandon or Scotty, and tell <laughs> yeah, us what if you, you... <laughs> if you know what our group was called, comment in on the comments. So anyway, so you you had Philip, and then ten years later you had well, me. Well, actually, between you and Philip, there right. was a uh, I was pregnant and uh, uh, had a miscarriage, and there I think that was my little girl. Uh, but um, how long uh, how long of a term did you carry her? Um, about three months, three probably. Months. We were building our house, and um, I always thought it was because I was jumping around and climbing on ladders and doing all that kind of thing, maybe. I don't know. But um, after that, and we got in our new house, and I wanted another baby, and I really wanted to have another baby, and I had you. Yeah. And uh, named you Joshua. Yeah. The Joshua generation. Oh, now let's get back to naming uh, naming of the children because now I do remember a, a story of when my brother was being born. I said, "How did you choose Philip?" And you said, "Well, we thought she w- he was going to be a girl uh, because they used to go by the heartbeat, uh-huh. the sound of the heartbeat." Well, they told me you was a girl too, right? Yes. Because of the sound of the this heartbeat. This is a girl child, they would say. Yeah, because they didn't do the sonograms no. back then. Well, they could, but they just they didn't. didn't choose to. Yeah. So anyway, they thought Philip was going to be a girl. So instead of Philip, he was going to be. And, and Edwina Antoinette. Edwina Antoinette. My dad's name was Eddie. Mom's middle name was Anne. So Edwina Antoinette. <laughs> Thank the Lord. Uh, he was a man. <laughs> and we named him Philip Dean instead. Um, quite a difference in naming. But I uh, just wanted to put that out there. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> Philip doesn't listen to the podcast. So, I <laughs> so if you see him, say, what's going on, Edwina? But, Yes, we had we had some good years. We uh, were married for almost forty-seven years, and um, then I guess I had several challenges down through my life. But I guess the biggest one is this year. Yeah, this, this has 2019 been. Two thousand nineteen was has been my biggest challenge. Yeah, there's been a lot of different things. I know just growing up. I mean, shoot, I'm thirty-six, and I'm your youngest. So, yeah, there's been a little bit of time in between there. But, yeah, 2019, for all of us, mm-hmm. you especially, uh, has been a rough year. Mm-hmm. Um, 
had uh, my mother passed away, moved to heaven, February 4th of this year. And if you guys haven't guessed, Mom is an evangelical Christian. Uh, for those of you that don't uh, do the church thing, uh, she's mentioned it quite a few times here in that sense, but I was just going to let you know she's a Christian and she's a Bible-thumping lady that <laughs> loves to spread the love of Jesus. And so. we give God all the glory for all that he's brought us through. <laughs> he is uh, my number one love, love of my life. So, um, But early in the year, we did lose Granny. Yeah, uh, Granny, uh, my mother was Lorraine Mills. She was 92. 92 years old. And uh, we she got dementia a few years back. And, and along with that, um, while I was helping take care of her, helping my sister, uh, my husband developed dementia. Yep. And uh, we had some pretty interesting times with them. We would take them out together and try to keep them um, active yeah. and go out on picnics and take uh, them for but walks. Granny, uh, but Granny thought Dad was a creep in yeah. her dementia. Somehow in her dementia, <laughs> she uh, she. She thought, thought he, he was, was a, a perv, <laughs> yeah, that he was looking in her windows. Yeah. And uh, and he was just trying to help her. <laughs> yeah, he was trying to be helpful and be like, that's my mother-in-law. I'm going to yeah, take care of her, too. Yeah, I'm going to take care of her because he had take, taken care of his dad. Yeah, who we had just lost yeah, just before. Yeah, in April of the year before. Yeah, yeah April my grandpa 13th, Ralph, uh, yeah. his father. So, yeah, it was. Uh, it, we had some fun times out there on the boat with them both and trying to, <laughs> <laughs> trying to keep them uh to like each other and to have fun and most of the time they just both would say i want to go home yeah well, i want to go home yeah it seems like, like it seems like that disease that, that yeah. seemed they wanted to be in a familiar place yeah we we couldn't figure out where home was because no matter where we took them it wasn't yeah home. even if they were at their house mm-hmm. in their room yeah that they always uh, loved it still was lots of long nights of saying no, honey, I'm your wife. Yeah. Come to bed. I'm your wife. And, and this is a disease. Uh, this it's hits a on horrible a, disease. It hits on a hot topic of this day and age um, that we, through social media and things like this, and, and I don't know if the numbers are up. I don't know all the facts behind dementia, but I do know that we do know of more cases now. Uh, than we used to. And it might be a social media thing where people actually get to talk about it um, mm-hmm. compared to just word of mouth. Now it's word of internet. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm, I'm believing God for a cure. I know there's a cure out there and God's got a God's going to bring it to us. Well, uh, I hope so because that gummit yes, is both, both sides of my family. Yes, if it's hereditary, I'm, I'm going to be eating some applesauce for a while. I don't know. <laughs> well, people are living longer, too. My mother yeah. lived to be 92. Her yeah. mom lived to be 93. Well, and, and Paul Ralph, he was uh, 80. Or was he 90? He was 90. 92? I think he was 92. He was 90. Okay. I knew he was around there. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, and, you know, there's there's more people back home at the church that's developing that, and uh, uh, it's just it's just a horrible thing to watch. Well, in, in dietary, and there's been people posting stuff about people changing their diets yeah. and, and getting memory back. Yeah. yeah, everybody's Fresh fruits and vegetables. Uh, and, I don't think CBD's bringing back memory. It's more of a short-term memory loss. Uh, <laughs> everybody talking about their CBD oil. Um, but, yeah, it, it's, it's one of those things that... Uh, you're out there scientists make it happen get, make get this it taken happen, care of bring the cure to yeah, us it's such a hard time to watch uh, watch your loved ones fade away yes uh, it's very hard you, you go through the hard part of them not knowing who you are which is it's it's hard but you get over that uh, but just seeing them 
revert back to being it's Benjamin Button disease in a sense. Like you see him go back to being a baby. Mm-hmm. You see him, mm-hmm. you know, their you mind goes back. You go back to diapering them like you did your babies. Yeah, it's a it's a hard thing to watch and it's a hard thing to be part of. Uh, we did have a funny moment uh, a few times here and there. Um, I know my my brother and then we were going to take Paul Ralph uh, to the family reunion and we were loading him up and trying to get him going and. Uh, he uh, used the bathroom, or it was taking a shower. We were helping him get a shower before we took him to the other location. And uh, we got him all washed down except for his uh, groin area, uh, his, uh, his dangleberries. And um, and all of a sudden, I turned around, and my brother disappeared because he knew what we were washing next. And they're like, well, here you go. You're one of the boys. you got to clean this. And I was like, dadgummit. So he ran away. So we get him to the next house, and uh, my brother's outside, and he's kind of fighting back tears. And he's a manly man. He's a very brutish man. And he's fighting back tears, and he's like, it's just so hard to see him that way. I said, you shut up. I had to wash his balls. <laughs> <laughs> and we had a good laugh, you know. But he it's, got to do your dad's a lot. Yeah, he, he did. I, I moved away, uh, and so he was he was he, signed up to do that he more. He actually saved my life. Him and his wife moved in with me those last oh, few yeah. months yep. and uh, did a lot of that work. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Philip and Angie. Yes, yeah, so uh, they're, they're my angels. Yeah. They helped out when when there was no other help that could be found. Yeah. My mother went to heaven in February, and then he five weeks later, my husband yeah. moved up there with her. Yep. <laughs> and went up there happy. to peek in her windows. <laughs> <laughs> they're happy now, and they don't have a pain or a care, and they're just they're just worshiping Jesus. And and, and we've talked about this before, and we all have talked about how with Dad we felt like we uh, we said our goodbyes to Dad because his brain was leaving him and he was just kind of a shell of a man mm-hmm. left so we were taking care of his body but dad wasn't there yeah. and even though we told ourselves that and we said we've already said our goodbyes you know this shouldn't be too hard it did hit a lot harder than yeah. we expected right yeah. mm-hmm. and and you particularly yeah it hit you so much harder than you ever would have expected dealing with it yeah day i was in and day so out. exhausted uh taking care of him and dealing with that day by day i I just like I need to rest. I need to rest. But, but then, once they're gone, it's like, oh my goodness! I didn't know it was going to be like this. I didn't know it was. You don't rest. Yeah. Because, it, uh, you lost that connection, which I am so thrilled for them, and I wouldn't ask them to come back into that yeah. situation ever again. I I want them to be free. Want them to be happy and living with Jesus and. Uh, experiencing the the best life they've ever known right and uh but uh yeah yeah dealing with it it's been uh uh it was march 11th and still i'm uh, having trouble <laughs> staying home yeah uh but one of the craziest things i've done i guess this year too is in coming through that uh I just uh, come to your house and I said, uh, let's look on the internet and see what plane tickets cost because I think I'm going to Florida. Yeah, her and her sister and her brother-in-law, uh, Rhonda Nelson, they're saints. I uh, love them to death. Um, but they uh, they were going to make a round trip to see the grandkids. <laughs> they were going to come up. They come up to see Nick, who, who doesn't have grandkids, but Nick's, you know, he's there. So they stopped in Lexington, visited him. And then they were going to make the trip up to see us and see my kids. And then they were going to make a trip to Louisville to see their other grandkids, or their grandkids, um, or some of their grandkids. They have more. But uh, 
So this was going to be a round trip. So mom shows up, and just like she said, she said, hey, Josh, look and see how much plane tickets are uh, one way to Florida. And I said, excuse me? Like, that's very out of character when you've not left your house or our little town for quite a while. Um, what, what are you wanting to do? And in much in the same aspect, uh, her aunt, my great aunt, has dealt with uh, loss in the same mm-hmm. aspect just short, just yeah, a little May. bit before that. In May. In yeah. May. Uh, she lost her husband to the same disease. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she was down there in Florida. Not, I mean, she had friends, but not family. She didn't have a lot of family. Mm-hmm. Uh, she has a few cousins and th- or nieces. She has a sister. Right. And, uh, niece and her family and they and they have their lives and they're there for her um but but just like you experienced it it takes you to a dark place whether you're ready for it or not and i just felt like on the way from lexington to your house i was like just about an hour's drive supposed to go help her so out of character she decides to buy a one-way ticket to florida get on a plane by myself (laughs) and only flown twice i think yeah in your lifetime and uh yeah. Yeah, so we got on there and we found her a, a one-way ticket, uh-huh. which was very... You don't buy many one-way tickets. Um, and my dear, lovely son just took me and dropped me off. Yeah, I was like, all right, you got this then. Uh, here's your plane ticket and, and stuff. And I found and, my gate and got through there. And, yeah, and been down there for over two months. Uh-huh. From July yes. to... And and had a few of my family members worried that I wasn't coming home. <laughs> well, after the first week, they were like, okay, it's been a week. Um, you coming back? And she uh, met just some wonderful people, yeah. some... Uh, Jesus-loving people, hungry for Jesus, which is right up my alley. Yeah. Got a lot of healing in there yeah. and uh, for me and my aunt. Um, Sometimes those sporadic decisions are things that we need in our life, and we don't yeah. even realize it. Yeah, and went to some awesome prayer services and Bible studies and got my aunt out and about and going and going to the beach, and we'd go out to eat and just had a lot of fun. Yeah laughed a lot uh, as only the pack girls which that, that was their maiden name <laughs> my mother and uh, my aunt jewel and all of her siblings were known for their laughter yeah and actually mother on her way out caused us to laugh that day that early morning hours she yeah. she was always she probably a stand-up comedian in heaven <laughs> uh, but yeah she knew how to make everybody laugh and she loved life and she loved people and uh, so my aunt jewel and i would sit there in our dual recliners and, <laughs> and talk about the good things and laugh and and cry some and uh, you know you have to let the grief come when it comes and just sneaks up on you sometimes but so i'm i've been back two weeks yeah probably around about uh, still bouncing around a lot still go home stay two nights and then escape it's still a still a hard place to be my sister says come to the lake house come to the lake house and rest so i go to the lake house Uh, that was a metaphor they actually have a lake house yes they do and i go there and spend a couple of nights and then i'll go back home and spend it it sounded just like a metaphor the way you were saying go to the lake house it's like a scripture or something but no it's it's an actual place but uh so yeah so even though you've taken uh, over two months out and and celebrated and had a good time and found some joy uh coming back still still hit you yep yeah just yesterday i went out on the back deck and and had me a good long cry 
because uh, I can see him still everywhere. Yeah. So, and I say that to to say this to the listeners, um, when we when we see people dealing with things and we you know we tell them just to suck it up and get on with it, um, we we need to understand. Some people can do that. Some people can bury some emotions. Some people can know that they just got to keep trucking on and, mm-hmm. and going to their jobs or taking care of uh, other family members. Um, and we, we've got to remember, these things are, everybody deals with it different. Mm-hmm. And, some, and there's stages. Yeah. There's stages of anger. Yeah. Um, why did you leave me? Um, you know, why? I, I went through this stage early on where, like, I, I don't know who I am. Yeah. I'm not Eddie's wife anymore. Yeah, you're just I your don't own person. Know, I've lost my identity. And, yeah, because uh, back home, I mean, that's it, yeah. marriage was we a big deal. We went to church together. We sang together. We did everything together. Yeah. Um, and it's like, what do I do now? Right. And it's still hard to go back to, to church uh, where we minister together. It's yeah. still, that's one of the hardest things for me. Yeah. Because when I walk through those doors, I just feel death. Yeah. Yeah, you, you, I had you two funerals in five weeks. Yeah. And uh, so that's the hardest place for me to have to go back. Mm-hmm. But I will get through it. Uh, God has assured me, though, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you know, I will fear no evil. I think it was the first scripture ever quoted on the podcast. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, you knew I was I was going to quote scripture. It, it's a good one, though. That's one that a lot of people know. Uh. And the one I'm really hanging on to is Nehemiah 8.10. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Okay. And sometimes I, I do the little song oh. at, in 3 o'clock in the morning. The well. joy of the Lord is my strength. <laughs> it's better with music. Um, so, sorry about my ums and uh, and all that. But uh, we, uh, yeah, so it's good. You, uh, a big key note to remember is that she did leave a suitcase in Florida. I did. So she has a reason to I go back. I do have to go back. She's like a crazy For all my ex- friends out there in Florida, I am coming back. <laughs> She's like a crazy ex-girlfriend leaving a comb behind so she has a reason to come back. <laughs> and I didn't want to check a bag and pay for it. <laughs> and, and it's to show you how God's watching over me and how he's uh, just really, really into everything that I'm doing I said okay God do you want me to go home and uh, and then Josh reminded me that I'm you're supposed to babysit for me <laughs> yeah that's right we're getting ready to go uh, to a conference and we're going to be going for a few days and uh, they're going to be here watching our children so I'll be calling them every day making sure <laughs> everything's where it needs to be so this was another really interesting way that God uh, just shows me he's watching out for me I said okay God when do you want me to go home and if you want me to go home, just, just, I went Frontier Airlines down there and it was wonderful. Got a real good deal on a ticket. And I said, just have them send me an email. And I kid you not, within an hour, I got an email from Frontier Airlines that said, see you later, alligator. <laughs> Tickets, $19. Yeah, and who would have thought the airline you bought a ticket from would advertise for you to buy another ticket from them? Yes. And so I got my ticket. That's and, uncanny. And, and on the way down, I had kind of like a two-hour delay, so they gave me a voucher for $25. And by the time I bought my seat and, you know, all the other little costs that go on there, um, and then, then I said, oh, I've got a voucher. So I go back and get, put the voucher on. And yes, I flew home for twenty three dollars and thirty cents. That's insane. 
can't buy a tank of gas for that. You can't buy a tank of, a tank of airplane fuel for that. That's, that's right. for sure. <laughs> so. Had a wonderful flight back, and Josh and the kitties come to the airport to get me. Yep. Circled a few Circled times. Circled about five times yeah. around the airport to make sure because she was saying, oh, I'm on this uh, automated walkway. Oh, I went past where I'm supposed to go and rode the walkway all the way to the end. So, yeah, I did a few laps. It was uh, it was an adventure. That's for sure. It was. But, yeah, that is uh, Karen in a nutshell. <laughs> Asking for the manager. But <laughs> so thanks. Just to pray for him and bless him. <laughs> thanks for being on the show, Mom. It was uh, fun. I really hope everybody could enjoy finding out more about Karen uh, in her life and the things that she's had to deal with. Uh, vaccinate your children. <laughs> That's my main key from that. Remember that people that are hurting, uh, you may not understand it, but they don't either. So be there for them. Uh, lend a helping hand. Um, even if it takes you to get in a one-way ticket to another state <laughs> and staying for a couple of months, if you're able to do that kind of thing, do that kind of thing. Um, uh, but other than that, uh, thanks for being on, Mom. I really do appreciate it. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I'm going to add a little tag on here. Uh, those of you that are wondering, yes, it is uh, going to be day two when this comes out of uh, our we were calling it the Goggins Guyathlon, but it's a sober October. Mm-hmm. We'll just call it that to keep yeah. it simple so people know what we're talking about. Uh, where everybody's uh, cutting out all the things that are bad for them in their life. And we're doing exercises and running. Uh, the guys have come up with a list of things. If you're wanting to be a part of this, uh, message me. Uh, but I'll just let you know we're doing a point system. And uh, every mile you run or jog, you get one point for that day and if you're not wanting to run and jog or not able to you can do body weight exercises up to 300 reps and that's a point so every 300 reps of different exercises yeah, that's probably you can, what I'll do. Oh, there you go yeah you can do push-ups you can do squats you can do sit-ups you can just anything that's you know involving you moving uh <laughs> in a repper i can't say the word uh, repetitive way <laughs> Uh, if you do 300 reps, uh, that's a point. So you can rank up as many points as you want to be working out. Don't overdo it. And I'm so it. proud of you. And we're going to do that till the 31st of October and hopefully keep doing it. Yay. But we're going to track this uh, progress. And we even have a flow chart or a <laughs> – we have uh, one fellow that's doing all the, the charting and making sure we keep track of everything. We don't have a prize yet, so if you have an idea for a prize, let us know what you think a we should do. A plane ticket to Florida. No, nah, it's not <laughs> – no, we're probably not doing that. But uh, – but yeah, so keep up with us out there, guys. Keep encouraging everybody and join us in our sober October to better ourselves and help our bodies be healthier. Um, and other than that, uh, thanks for tuning in. So, Mom, I guess we'll catch you next time, all right? All right.